0: That's gonna be my opening catchphrase, I think. All like, here's Johnny. I'll do all right. Um, what's up, everybody? And welcome back to another exciting episode of the Digital Toilet Paper Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Bear. I'm Rex Rebo. Uh, armed and hilarious. And that came off really like 1970s <laughs> <laughs> game show host. I don't know what I'm doing right now. Um, yeah, yeah, less womp womp um but yeah thanks a lot (laughs) if you guys are watching us live thanks a lot for tuning in we always appreciate you guys if you're not watching us live thank you for tuning in late we won't be able to look at your comments but we still appreciate you anyway um it's been a good week for pop culture this Mm -hmm. week yeah you got lots of interesting things happen but before we get to that um we want to do a segment called mailbag i mean i don't know if we can call it that there's like like blue's clues like mailbag here's the mail it never fails yeah um we got one one email
1: <laughs> come on you can do better than that people
0: one email and it says hey guys i don't really listen to your podcast but i saw a screenshot on reddit how'd Spam. you guys get ice cube on your show what <laughs> Actually, it's iced cubes. Yeah. <laughs> He's our resident ice cube impersonator. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you guys would like to help fill out our mailbox and not just leave us with one lonely email, that is a troll mail. Uh, you can email us at digital podcast at com and we'll read your email on the show, either the next week or the following week. Try and keep um, the
1: expletives to a minimum too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is a family. Sh- no, it's not. All right. <laughs> Pressing on. Um, Spam. So, uh, lots of fun things in sports. The Miami Heat beat the Lakers this weekend. I mean, that's an accomplishment. It'd be an even better accomplishment if the Heat weren't terrible. (laughs)
2: Otherwise. Yeah, yeah. This season. This season. Last season. (laughs) I mean, they're they're still finding their footing. So whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, But more importantly, we'll um, see where
2: they are playoff time. Yeah,
0: I'm not holding going to hold my breath. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say more importantly, um, Naomi Osaka, excuse me, Naomi Osaka beat Jen Brady for her fourth majors title. So big ups to Naomi Osaka, the the up and coming tennis superstar. Um, before that, she beat Serena Williams in the semifinal. And, you know, that's, Serena's like her idol. So
1: have we have we officially made Serena Williams the greatest female athlete of all time? Has she I jumped might. over Jackie Joyner, Kersey and. Lisa Leslie, is that who it was? Yeah,
0: Yeah, but I might argue that Serena Williams might be in the running for, like, maybe the best athlete of
1: all time. Okay,
0: okay. I mean, if Michael Schumacher can claim to be the winningest athlete of all time as a race car driver...
1: Well, that, uh, I mean, who gives a rip? I, I, (laughs) yes, race... Race car drivers are athletes just barely above chess players and everything. Yes, it does take, <laughs> yeah. take you know, quick twitch muscles. It takes good hand-eye coordination and everything like that. But that doesn't count. Like, that's, you know, go go talk to Jesse Owens about that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, if – if uh, I mean, but Schumacher aside, Serena is a powerhouse. I mean, 23 uh, majors victories. I think she's got, like, 39 – total including her doubles and her whatever whatever like she is is killing it Mm -hmm. out there
2: her silverware at home must be balls.
0: yeah it's made from the uh, the melted dreams of olympic medals no one else will ever win
2: (laughs) or or a bunch of silver which one of those is the one that has the the stupid huge like very complex uh bowl or whatever
0: the wimbledon one
2: some of the, yeah yeah,
0: I don't know. All those tennis trophies are pretty ornate. Mm-hmm. Um, and the wind- yes. yeah, it might be the Wimbledon one. It's like I don't know. Either way, you know, I would never drink out of a regular cup. I would just use my trophies. The company came over,
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Like>,
0: Chalice.
2: <laughs>
0: oh yeah. Oh, you guys all want to come over for dinner? I got twenty-two more of these guys.
2: <laughs> I
0: love it. I love it. Uh, what else we got for sports? Um, let's see. That's all I got for sports. Oh, Tim Tebow.
1: Yeah, Tim Is Tebow retiring? retired. Yeah. Officially, was he not retired a while ago? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he got a raw well, deal was... with the Broncos, but, you know, gave it the old college try in, in baseball and just just couldn't cut the mustard.
0: Yeah, well, baseball's a hard sport.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we saw that Michael Jordan, you know, it's basketball to baseball, but he had a hard time, but, yeah. Well, if we were –
2: If we are to give uh, the last dance any credence, uh, he wasn't terrible.
0: No, no. With the White Sox. He wasn't. Michael Jordan might be the most gifted athlete. And I don't mean that like it just comes easy because he works hard, right? The the most gifted, hardworking athlete. The most gifted, hardest working athlete. How about that? Mm -hmm. Does that work for everybody
1: out there? And I had heard that before, even before the last dance, that people within baseball inner circles, especially in the minor league circuit, were like, he he would have made it to the pros. His trajectory was so high. He had gotten so good so quickly um, that it was almost a foregone conclusion if he would have stuck with it. I think right. he would have been a major. Well, it's not like he
0: was a complete baseball novice, too, because he played baseball in high school. Yeah, but
1: it, so did I. And I mean, I it's could Different. I, I couldn't yeah. even hit an eighty mile an hour fastball right now. Like that's <laughs> well, right now. Yeah, we're, we're old and broken now. Yeah. Well, Michael what was Brooks, was he? Thir- he was thirty one when he played baseball, right? Yeah, was he thirty one. Thirty one
0: professional athlete shape.
1: Yeah. Wait, first off, how dare you? Make the okay. assumption that I'm non-professional athlete shape.
0: High school athlete coach, shape, not the same as professional athlete shape.
1: <laughs> Those high schoolers <laughs> kick my ass. So, <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So, I mean, nothing. A whole, not a whole lot going on in sports right now. Um, pop culture. Oh, Kimye splitting, officially, unofficially,
1: yeah. divorce. I mean, oh, yeah. we we all Man. saw it coming right but you still whenever whenever a relationship breaks up when they've got kids it's always tough right i know yeah. nobody was happy to see it i know kanye such
0: a child Oh, you were talking about the, the actual babies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he, I mean, I could just imagine what it's like in that household. He, I, he is a handful. Um, he is a genius in any way you kind of slice it not just a musical genius and just being around that dizzying intellect 24 hours a day. We've all had an insight into the Kardashian household pre Kanye West and we saw what a circus was. So I'm just sure everyone's mentally exhausted all the time. Oh,
0: yeah. That whole thing is circus circus. I mean, mm-hmm. the the Kardashian house being the center of, of pop culture attention. Kanye constantly clamoring for attention. I guess that's a genius thing, too, right? Like mm-hmm. the desire to be validated. Um, well, he is the co- pop culture genius. You ain't right? got
2: the answers, Sway.
0: Yeah. Sway's, yeah. Uh, what else? Um. Oh, in the other side of the Vapid pop culture universe Paris Hilton is apparently engaged don't ask me anything else about it I just saw a headline
1: way to go that's the way it works in celebrity land one one divorce happens the other one you know somebody else has to get married we have to keep everything there on an even always
0: keel always be balance <laughs> um, yeah so that's the vapid pop culture history what else um Demi Moore gave an interview about her OD and how she's got permanent I mean not Demi Moore Demi Demi Lovato not Demi Moore Demi Demi Lovato, thank you. One of those Demis. Um, Give an interview on her OD and how uh, she's got some kind of permanent brain damage from. Oh jeez. Uh, you know, that rock star life. Good for her for
1: coming out about it, though.
0: Yeah, she's been a pretty strong advocate for for mental health, for addiction, for you know, leave people alone mm-hmm. <laughs> for 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 a long time. So I appreciate that she's, you know. We talked about this before, how how these Disney kids, you know, it's very rare that they come out of that unscathed. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was her brush. And so Celebr- I like them. celebrities a drug, she, right? Yeah. I hope she comes out of it better than mm-hmm. than some have. So uh, what else in music? Oh, oh, music. Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Yeah.
2: Are calling it a career after 28 years.
0: That is Crazy to me So at Armand Hilarious introduced me to Daft Punk Way back in the day Without aging ourselves um, But we listened to a lot of Around the World When we were younger So it's so crazy Um.
2: Yeah And yeah. then I, I, Our mutual friend Patrick has a music career Because of uh, My introduction to uh, Discovery In nice. 2001
1: Nice. Yeah. Do, do we put Daft Punk in our Grand Slam club? I think yes. we, we definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're great. We they're debated they're... it, but I think uh, they... it, was, it
0: came down to Tron counting as an album. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But they're they're phenomenal. It's sad to see. I was really hoping that they're the rumor was that they were going to be doing the Tron two, Tron three, whatever the next Tron movie soundtrack is. But, you know, I guess that's not the case. Maybe that's what they had had enough of the movie getting pushed back and said, see you guys. Wouldn't want to be. You. Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, 1993 to 2021. Holy crap. What a career. Yeah. So hats off. No, I'm not taking my hat off, but figuratively hats off to, to Daft Punk.
2: Tip uh, of the hat.
0: Oh, that's better. <laughs> I tip my hat to Daft Punk on, on a stellar on a stellar career. Um. What else? Speaking of music, oh, Dolly Parton. So somebody offered Dolly Parton, somebody in the Tennessee legislature offered Dolly Parton a statue in Nashville. Like, we'll build a statue of you. And she turned it down.
1: Was course, there a rationale behind it?
0: Yeah, there's more important things to do and spend your money on right now than a statue of Dolly Parton. Good for
1: her. She's awesome. I love her. She, it, they did a, uh, a podcast series. I don't think it was through. This American life, but I'm sure if you just look up Dolly Parton podcast, podcasts, it's there. And she is a, a damn American treasure. She's wonderful. She is such a sweetheart. Literally came from nothing, lived in a shack, and just kind of has the right attitude about just everything you know even her kind of being looked at as a bimbo in pop culture and using that as a strength and she's smart as a whip she's making more royalties than just about any other musician out there um and is just a songwriting machine and an entertaining machine and so yeah you know well maybe she, not
0: more than babyface
1: well she, i'll tell you what she's up there she's <laughs> she is up there yeah but no you're probably right but she's yeah <laughs> she's in the top one percent of one percent of songwriters
2: uh, and, and on Thursday, I'm actually in uh, Darley Parton County country right now. Oh yeah. I, I drove past uh, Dollywood. Nice. Uh actually this afternoon. Do you guys uh, though remember, it did happen to be closed?
0: Do you guys remember we had Dolly Dolly Parton's Dixieland Stampede in Orlando, Florida? Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, probably my only regret in life is not uh going and seeing that when it was there.
0: Yeah. Right across from right. the outlet mall. Well, it's a mall now. I think they just expanded expanded the mall and all the horses. <laughs>
1: Can relive the so, dreams there while you're shopping at Lacoste uh, outlet. Yeah,
0: but uh, but big ups on Dolly Parton for realizing that, you know, there's lots of important things to spend money on mm-hmm. in the fear of the state of Tennessee. Then a, a statue of somebody who's still alive. She can go stand outside.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, if you're if you're speaking about monuments and things like that, like she has Dollywood.
0: Yes, but also she could still just go stand outside. Oh, yeah. You know, Dolly Parton could go stand outside for a fundraiser pretending to be a statue and make money instead of spending however much the statue is going to cost to, you know, whatever.
2: Speaking on, uh, you know, little trivia on Dolly Parton, she's not a natural blonde.
0: She's not a natural much of anything right now.
2: We love her. Well, also she's been married for you know decades now, yeah. and nobody knows who her husband likes looks like
1: yeah.
2: uh, because she she keeps her private life exactly that private.
0: Yeah, no, Dolly Parton like like Rex said is a national treasure. We should we should make Dolly Parton Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, in honor of not making dumb decisions to spend money needlessly.
1: Yeah, here, here, um, and then she can just turn it down, but we still need to get it going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Unofficial Dolly Parton Day started right here on the Digital Toilet Paper yes. Podcast. We said it first, I think. Probably. Right. Uh, what else? Movies and TV. Um. Well, Zack Snyder apparently is not getting paid for his Snyder Cut on HBO.
1: He's got enough mailbox money from Warner Brothers. He doesn't need another check. And yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, where's the money going to go? Like all the HBO? Because that's not better.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know all how right. that contract works out. But it, are we getting any reshoots
2: for the H, the HBO Max Justice League? Yes. They
0: already did yeah. some reshoots. They did the Joker thing. Um, I think they said there were like three or four scenes that were shot or reshot. Um, and all the CG stuff for Dark Side, right? Mm. Um, none of that was, was... I mean, I don't know if you shoot that or just create yeah, it. Yeah, you're think, still
1: shooting it. You're still putting the yeah. little green balls on and doing all that stuff because they're not, they're not mo-capping. Uh, or right. they are mo-capping Dark side. They're not doing that all digitally, so...
0: Okay, so yeah, so we've got some reshoots and, and then they expanded the nightmare scenes with Ben Affleck and Jared Leto. Uh, so, yeah, but... Again, what's well, – I, oh, well, I don't really care. It's not my money.
1: It's not – I'll be honest. I'm going to watch it because I do enjoy the DC characters. I didn't like the movie the first round. Also, notably, that I'm more – this kind of tells me what a nerd I am. I'm more excited to see it. they shot it in – or it's being re-edited in one, three, three, three four. Yeah. Yeah. so sure format. Yeah, so, which is interesting, which makes sense because I had heard him talk about wanting to shoot that because he, he wanted to shoot an IMAX. But you think like – more vertically with your, your superheroes and flying through the air and everything. So it's going to change the perspective. I wish more filmmakers would take advantage of changing the aspect ratio to fit the you think format they're just of their, their the films
0: down on all the new two, three, five
1: theaters
2: and just yeah, well, the whole
1: thing here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I, I I'm excited to see it. I mean, Wes Anderson and Christopher Nolan are the ones that I can think of off the top of my head that actually utilize um, changing the aspect ratio for the films that they're making. So that'll be interesting, you know. I'm supposed to brush off the old CRT
0: TV. It's, been, it's been <laughs> weird having uh, vertical letter boxes to watch yes. that at home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, You know, I spent all this money on this giant. I guess TVs aren't expensive anymore, but you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. but. I'm excited. Or I'll watch it in CRT and then I won't care that it's in 4K. Yes, there you go. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of DC Comics, um, they are no strangers to controversy. Um, They just recast Supergirl. I think the Supergirl CW show is ending. They're not renewing that. Melissa Benoit is done. Um, She had a decent run. The last few seasons were super political, whatever. But uh, they just cast, I think, a Latina Supergirl for the Flash movie. So that is an interesting casting.
1: Yeah, that is. Um, I mean... A lot of people are upset, you know. People, you know, people love to get upset more than just about anything. But, it, it, you know, she is supposed to be Superman's cousin, right? Right. Yeah. car L, What's her name? Cara-Zor-El. Yeah. cara zor whatever it is. So, I don't know. I, I mean, again, we'll wait and see. I hate to give you that that terrible, you know, we'll wait and see. But... I hope she's good. I hope she's great.
0: Well, aside from it being different, this is the biggest amount of news we've gotten about the Flash movie since them telling us we're going to get a Flash movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be a multiverse thing anyway. Right. We've had a black Superman in the multiverse before. There's all kinds of stuff that they can do. Um, give us, just, Give us Barack
1: Obama, Superman. That's what we all want. Yeah. OK, yeah. just give it to us. It's what we're clamoring <laughs> for.
0: Uh, But the actress Sasha Calle uh, is a soap opera actress. I'm worried about them casting a soap opera actress.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, the DC DC universe isn't uh, shy of over actors, so maybe she'll fit right in.
0: Yeah, I guess. Um,
1: (laughs) Chewing that scenery up.
0: Uh, Yeah, and and, well, and and she's gonna be used to that soap opera three point lighting where you can film from any angle and (laughs) it looks the same. (laughs) What's she gonna do with dynamic shadows? I don't even remember who's directing the Flash movie. I I don't know. Uh, That's how unimportant it is, I guess. Um, and of course we're. Oh, actually, that's not true. We did have news about the Flash movie. How how um, Michael Keaton's supposed to come back for Batman in that too.
2: Along with Ben Affleck.
0: Yes. Because it's supposed to be a multiverse.
1: A multiverse,
2: yeah.
0: Multiverse deal. So that's what I was saying. Like having a Latina Supergirl might... Latinx, whatever. Latina, Latinx Supergirl might be okay. You know, the fans are, are angry that we're not getting a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Supergirl. But you don't know what version this is going to be. And the blue-eyed, blonde-haired Kara Zor-El could still exist. And and, mm-hmm. and whatever. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so now, watch it like, from, from DC to warner brothers warner brothers uh is on a roll because the mortal Kombat movie looks awesome mm-hmm.
1: yeah, holy the, crap it
0: looks and, great
1: and it does kind of suit itself for a good trailer though with and we we saw some fatalities right yeah well it's a video game trailer <laughs> yeah and we've got some conflict between uh scorpion and sub-zero looks like that's going to get the backstory that we all kind of wanted yeah in those i think sub-zero is with. the
0: main antagonist of this movie so nice it, it it's gonna be maybe that story you know less Liu Kang and, and Kung Lao more Scorpion and Sub Zero which is let's be honest you, you, nobody really picked Liu Kang in the early games like our, Mortal Kombat two Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat Mortal Kombat three
1: like Scorpion Sub Zero noob cybot over here. <laughs> Speaking of Liu Kang, he's a friend of mine. Robin Shu. Ludi Lin. Oh, he, the new Liu he Kang. He was in he was in a film that I shot. Um, we,
0: okay, now I'm interested.
1: Yeah, he was he was the lead in a film that I shot um, when I was living in Vancouver and is outstanding. He is one of the nicest guys. He's good looking. He's he's everything you can see. I remember, here's a little story. So while, while we were on set, I was directing it and he's the lead and I fought really hard to get him to be the lead and we're sitting on set and I was like, all right, let's get lunch and he wasn't eating anything. And I was like, hey, what what's wrong? And he was like, I... I don't really put that stuff in my body. I don't, I don't eat that stuff. I was like, okay, what, what do you want me to get? I'll run it. I'll run a PA out. Well, it's vegetable. Cause you've got, you make your own sandwiches. It's all that stuff and not okay. unhealthy stuff, but it was just, you know, processed meat and whatever. And so I was like, I'll get a PA to go run out and get, and we're shooting in downtown Vancouver. And he was like, well, I just want two chickens. I was like, okay, what do you want? Uh, thighs, where do you want to go? Uh, you know, they don't have KFC in Vancouver, but whatever the equivalent is, You're like, no, just get me two chickens. No, I, I want two live chickens. Yeah, <laughs> close, close. So we get him two chickens, and I go back and I'm blocking the next scene, and 15 minutes later, I turn around, and Ludi is literally chewing on one of the bones, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "What?" You know, what? What's going on over here? And I, I was like, "How was the chicken?" He was like, "It was good." It's like, "Okay, where, was there anything left?" No, he ate two whole chickens. He ate the bones. He ate the marrow. He ate the cartilage. Just put it. all. I was just. I like, feel
0: my face dropping. I'm sorry out there. Guys. You are
1: you <laughs> are a maniac, man. Like that's what. Like he just ate two chickens. Two. Yeah. But, so,
0: you know, if you want to go ahead and give him a call and have him be a guest star on our uh, on our podcast and we'd get lots of likes.
1: Yeah, I bet I could. I'll, I'll give him a ring. I, he's hard. to He's hard to get a hold of. So right after we shot, he couldn't even come to the premiere of the film. He flew to China and shot a couple films in Hong Kong and then came out and then was in. He got the—I guess it's not a lead—but he was the, um, the black Power Ranger, nice. and so he got that. And then he was in the Aquaman movie, and now he, he's Luke Kang in um, in the Mortal Kombat movie. But great guy, phenomenal actor. He's from Perth, Australia. You would never know he is—you know—perfect accent. But a really, really great guy. I really liked working with Ludie.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm excited. Now I'm excited. I mean, I was excited to see the film before because the first Mortal Kombat movie might have been able to be on the list that we're going to talk about later. But I love it.
1: Yeah, we have to. I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll reach out to him and see if we can get him on. But I, I not hold, hold my breath.
0: Yeah. Uh, moving on to other movie news, um, there's going to be a new Stanley Kubrick film coming out called Lunatic. Um, it's a film that Kubrick wrote. I don't know, way back whenever, um, but it's just been optioned. So uh, I don't know much more about it. Um, I think it used to be called Lunatic at Large, and now they're just talking about it, calling it Lunatic. Uh, but it's gonna be, I think, one of the one of the more interesting projects. Because you know how, how how tight Kubrick was with his stories. Like he didn't really want anybody else touching his work.
1: Well, he does. He does story different than anybody. If you give Dr. Strangelove to any other director, that's a serious film. And ch- you know what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah. even if, if you look at artificial intelligence, those directed by Steven Spielberg, that that has nothing to do with Stanley Kubrick. Like it doesn't right. have that feel at all. It isn't shot that way. Isn't acted that way. The story is different. Like, it's just so I am. I'm intrigued about this. I'm not I'm not. You know, even the new Shining yeah. movie had nothing. It wasn't Kubrickian at all. Um, it's a completely different genre, whatever you want to say. I, I hope it's done well. But I do they even have an, a director attached to it.
0: They don't have anything except for the, the fact they're going to make this film. So apparently they were going through his estate and they found three projects and this was the most viable one. Well,
1: yeah, I've always wanted to see his Napoleon film. He did a ton, ton, ton of stuff, um, research, getting ready for that, like years of research, getting ready to do Napoleon. And then he just couldn't get the the budgeting for it um, or the financing. And so he he just moved on after years, I think two, three years of pre-production. So that's the movie I want to see, the Napoleon War And Jim Thompson
0: is involved in production. He's the guy that's been screenwriting with Kubrick, I don't know, for 30 years or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll get at least some credibility through him uh, on the writing side. And then, you know, we'll see. It's supposed to be a a noir. Okay. I mean, that's that's not saying a lot.
1: No, but I... uh, I'm excited to see how it comes out, but there is Stanley Kubrick is the greatest director of all time. There is no one that does genre in their own films the way Stanley Kubrick does. So best of luck to whomever is directing it. You've got big shoes to fill.
0: Yeah. Uh, What else? Uh, I think that's all I got, except for the new Tom and Jerry movie looks interesting. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even
1: know that. I I assume it's CG and not hand-drawn.
0: It's a 2D animated film Nice wow Cell shaded maybe Maybe not full like Yeah you know, yeah Pencil or whatever But 2D cell shaded In 3D environments though Interesting
2: In
1: real world environments So like live yeah. action Yeah I, Who framed Oh like Who framed Roger Rabbit style I mean Yeah Yeah
0: but it looks It looks really polished Like there's something to be said about Those movies Who framed Roger Rabbit And Cool World And mm-hmm. And McGee and Me <laughs> where it looks really you know that paper doll looking yeah whatever so uh yeah but yeah tom and jerry looks interesting okay moving on to the 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 meat of this show finally we're ready to get there but first a break and we're back uh i'm I'm getting the hang of that first a break (laughs) thing um Okay, so 90s guilty pleasure movies. At Armand and Hilarious, this was your brainchild for a podcast episode. You're the one that made us dig through the underwear drawers of our mind.
2: <laughs> to, pull, <laughs> to
0: pull out these, these stank movies. That, you
2: had these in your underwear drawer? I mean, <laughs> I mean,
0: where do you put your guilty pleasures?
1: I like that you said the underwear drawers of our mind. In the not, sock drawer. Not yeah. the underwear drawers that are our minds. So well, yeah. uh, thank you for making that distinction between the yeah. two
0: yeah the sock drawer you say
1: um (laughs) sock drawer i know what else you keep in that sock drawer
0: yeah the door handle socks
1: starch all
0: right
2: all right so so yeah um uh yeah it's uh pretty simple yeah uh movies that we enjoy that would otherwise be cast as I mean like man that's a dumbass movie
0: I mean we're still gonna but, say that
2: <laughs> yes but with that being said we still enjoy them
0: okay so how many, we'll, so, you want
2: we'll, we'll, <laughs> this is the the sword that we're gonna die on today
1: so so is there what's the difference between Guilty Pleasure, um, a cult movie, and then even like a, a B movie, right? Because, like, we were talking about Mortal Kombat. I would probably say Mortal Kombat was probably a Guilty Pleasure 90s movie. Right. It's right. Does that count? Low
0: budget enough to be a B movie. It, okay. Okay. Right. Like, B movies are, are, are Actually, really. Actually,
2: go ahead. Um...
1: I think we might froze up.
0: Okay, low budget enough to be. Oh, he's back.
2: No, um, <laughs> the difference between
1: like having
2: a cult following, a cult following, and then like a B movie. The the ninety five um, Mortal Kombat had you know like a plus production value, mm-hmm. but uh, if we go two years B+ later plus. to Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and that, I mean, ugh, like even I, just.
0: But it's not always about production value. Right. Like, I mean, OK, like a B movie is definitely low production value. Right. Like Roger Corman. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Roger- <Yeah. laughs> OK, so that so what d- can horror movies or do those more? Usually those kind of gear more towards like cult movies. I think
0: it depends on the horror movie. I would say that like Evil Dead is a B
1: movie. OK, so that wouldn't be right? a guilty pleasure movie.
0: No, Evil Dead like it doesn't take itself seriously. It knows exactly what it is. Okay,
1: okay. So what about just just for an example for me before I go like would people under the stairs count? Is that more of a cult movie because that's I don't know I don't think that was critically received very well, but there's definitely a, a I think group there can be overlap those like
0: movies. Guilty pleasure movies and cult movies. Like I think there can be overlap. Uh, okay, like, okay. Like a guilty like maybe can yeah. start as a guilty pleasure movie and then it gains cult success. Okay. Right. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a claim. like Donnie Darko, for example, is a cult movie.
1: But right? that was you critically. Received, value so it has it. a smaller audience, but was critically received pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. think so.
0: Even if it wasn't critically received on release, it eventually mm-hmm. got its. garner. Um, OK. Yeah. Johnny Mnemonic is like that. OK. So our guilty um, pleasure
1: is it's critics hated it, but we love it. Is that kind of the cut and or dry? the other
0: way around or like everybody hates it? Even if critics think it's great, but we love it. Well, I
1: think that. Well, I think there, that's the delineation. It's like the guilty pleasure is that it has to be hated, hated. by critics. because okay. if it's liked by critics, then it's a good movie that we enjoy, right? Okay, okay, I'll give you that. Okay,
0: Like critics and hated by most fans. Okay, yeah, yeah. not just indifferent. Okay, like hated. Hated. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, at Armand, hilarious. You going to kick us off? We're going to go in order, or are we going to just like cycle through?
2: Um. Yeah I mean there's no particular order Like, You are all equally worthless Okay um, I'm going to start off with uh, These two little like HBO gems because they just They were on repeat through HBO Back in like the early 90s uh, Mom and dad Save the world <laughs> Okay <laughs> yeah. John Lovitz as Emperor Spango. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. <laughs> Um, I would tell I, norm, this is the part normally where I'll tell people, to like, go Google that movie to go watch it. Don't go watch this movie. I don't even think it's running on HBO anymore. This is like the only thing that they completely cut out of HBO Max.
1: <laughs> this is one that I felt was always on the shelf when I would go to Blockbuster. And the, the poster looks pretty good, right? It's yeah. got what like and I always passed it. I, I will say that I've never seen this movie. It is not nah, it's garbage.
0: I used to watch it on, like, we used to get HBO. We didn't. We didn't. We couldn't afford HBO, but we used to get HBO like for like two weeks in the summer. Yeah, and it was on repeat all two weeks, and it's awful. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. So, you, but you so mom and dad save the world. I do. I still watch that movie. I will like if it's on HBO. I will watch it through all the way through this is me it's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um yeah moving there's on. uh yeah uh, there's also another dude uh, let's see uh st- the one that they also bought the rights to uh barely makes the cut came out in like 19 uh 90 or 91, but, um, stay tuned.
0: I don't even know if I remember stay tuned. Yeah. No, Are we talking about like obscure movies here? I thought we we're talking about guilty pleasure. movies. How can you like this?
1: Yeah, that's a little obscure. This may be, well, it did have a uh, $25 million budget. Stay. Yeah. Stay tuned. This is John Ritter. So.
2: Yes.
0: It had casting too. Okay. Wait, is that the one where John Ritter goes into the TV? Like he yes. gets sucked into TV shows. And it's <laughs> like quantum leap for TV. No, it's worse than
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dare. That's an attack. That is an attack. <laughs> so Uh what's this
2: dude, Jeffrey the uh the the pervert who got caught with uh uh stuff? Um, on his uh, computer and ended up going serving a little time up the road um, but he plays either the a demon or the devil himself and he sells John Ritter uh, a cable subscription and it basically every show is like a like a different version of hell
0: right okay oh Jeffrey Jones yeah yeah uh, <laughs> Okay, you guys might go yeah. Google. Stay tuned, if, if only because this is a pop culture show, and want you guys to get the pop culture references.
1: Okay. All right. All right.
0: What else uh, we we're got? Gonna give, we're gonna we're gonna give you a pause for a minute. I don't know if I can handle more.
1: Ridiculous movies. Rex, Rex, what do you got? Uh, maybe these are a little bit more palatable. They, these were kind of the ones that me and my friends enjoyed that, that critics universally hated. Um, number one was Three Ninjas. That was oh, that love was some on three repeat. In our household, I mean, you know, you've got all the hallmarks, a little bit of a Home Alone dusted in, a little karate kid. Rocky loves Emily. Rocky loves Emily. (laughs) Light up the eyes, boys. All that. Yeah. Yeah. So we we watched a lot of Three Ninjas. Um, But yeah, critics did not enjoy it as much as we did. Um, One that kind of toes the line, I've got backups, but I'd love to hear what you guys think, is Half Baked. Does half baked count as a guilty pleasure? That was one that was didn't do very yes. well and became a cult cult classic on No, on it, DVD I mean it, or VHS. It has. Yeah, I mean, half baked
0: is good though. I, I think it's good. I mean, great. I don't cat. feel guilty about watching
1: half baked. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, Cuban what, B. <laughs> hey, I'm Cuban B. What about, <laughs> how, about how, how about biodome?
0: Ugh, I hate Polly Shore.
1: <laughs> Does Biodome work with the uh, the, yeah, the Pleasure yeah. movies? All right. You then then substitute the the masterpiece that is Half-Baked for Biodome. I, I, yeah. I, I loved Biodome. And if it's on, I will definitely watch <laughs> half-baked it. Half-Baked just... is the Citizen Kane of weed movies. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, Biodome. Ugh. Suck on that Cheech and Chong. <laughs>
0: Ooh, yeah. The dishes are done. Sorry, still on three ninjas. Yeah.
1: No, no. <laughs> oh, that, no. That's a little preview no, for my next one. Mom, uh, don't tell mom the babysitter's mom. Yeah. That, oh, dead. Oh, oh, that's yeah. 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 That, that's what that was on my list too. That would that oh, would have oh, been number three so on Three on my ninjas list. is where's the fish? Where's my fish? It's
0: dead.
2: I gotta get a new fish.
1: Yeah, okay. But don't tell mom the babysitter's dead is <laughs> okay, fantastic. Yeah. I, I really love that movie. Oh, Armin Hilarious right, uh, has had enough. He's okay. He's out,
0: <laughs> uh, but he's 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 getting ready for my next pick because my actually my my two movies that I'll give you for this take are first Piers Brosnan's uh, sci-fi extraordinaire. I know what you're thinking. It's not Dante. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's Mars Attacks. Oh, that's I like Mars He'll Attacks. You cl- ah, that's
2: close. You're following it like
1: and it's. Yeah. You've got a superstar. Cap. I was going to say that's probably Rotten Tomatoes is probably above 50 percent. Barely. So I don't know if that counts. I think OK, that... OK.
0: I'll sub Mars attacks then and I'll give you Waterworld.
1: Right. <laughs> ah, that's news. an easy
2: one to pick. Hey,
0: it's my guilty pleasure. You don't get to choose what's easy when it comes to pleasuring me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah,
2: Kevin. No, but I will sub in your uh, your Pierce Brosnan int- entry. I, I will see your Mars attacks, and I will raise you a Lawnmower Man.
0: Lawnmower Man, the '90s horror movie that nobody
2: acknowledges that aged like milk.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: You like Lawnmower <laughs> Man though. Man, I can't even remember Lawn <laughs> it did <that> It's
1: <laughs> That's a just like, problem. yeah. Can't
2: <laughs> That's just an
1: old-fashioned crap movie. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I'll, I'll take Waterworld, and then um, I know, like, Bill Cosby's a little taboo to talk about considering allegations and whatever, but uh, Ghost Dad is probably my other one.
2: All right. So, Bill, What year did that come out? I don't know, man. I watched it in the 90s. <laughs> watched it in the 90s
0: yeah somebody googled ghost dad 1990 officially nice Booyah. to (laughs) your teeth thank you very much but yeah ghost dad it's Bill Cosby kind of doing the Patrick Swayze thing being a ghost and and, you know inhabiting other people's bodies while trying to look out for his kids I don't even remember what the whole movie's about I just remember Bill Cosby gets in the car with some hobo looking dude and he's like like spiritually haunting this guy, and then he ends up like dangling over a lake. But he's a—that's like, how I think that's how he died. I don't remember. He gets in the car with some crazy cab driver, and the guy kills him. It was like woo, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? Maybe I should watch it again.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> again, we may—you may just be naming movies that are terrible. Then <laughs> no, but I, I, I sincerely have a soft, fond spot in my heart for oh, Ghost Dad. Okay. So it's not just like it's a terrible movie. Uh it's a movie it's a terrible movie that I remember enjoying watching. Okay. Alright. Okay, moving on. All uh, right Armin Hilarious, what else you got?
2: Uh Surf Ninjas.
0: uh
2: yes. Surf Ninjas. Yes. Moto Surf. Yes.
0: Moto Surf. So this was the nineties era where everything was like a Ninja Turtles clone. And if you could slip some Home Alone stuff in there, that'd be great, too. So we had lots of ninja movies, Surf Ninjas, Three Ninjas, American Ninja, Karate Kid Ninja.
1: Well, and and, and I love that they at least Surf Ninjas has it that these powers were bestowed on them through, you know, genetics and everything like that. As where Three Ninjas is, hey, spend a week and a half or a long weekend with, you know, some Japanese guy and you will be a Kung Fu master before Monday. Like it's, you know one of those tropes where yeah this stuff's easy you'll know correct you'll be a karate master just by hanging out with this guy and doing his dishes
0: but let's talk about surf ninjas for a second because i mean it had um, i mean yeah it's pretty terrible but ernie reyes
2: yeah coming off of an ernie Ferris, reyes jr
0: yeah nobody knows who ernie reyes is.
2: <laughs> his dad was in the movie which one as his bodyguard is, is And they were all brothers Man, I didn't know who that was Is
1: Leslie Nielsen the bad guy in that? Yes, yes. he is Yes, yeah, with the metal Rob face Rob Schneider is the,
0: the mentor Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah No, not the mentor, he's kind of the bozy Guy that hangs around him, right? Yeah Yeah, yeah <laughs> yes. Yeah, and the, he has the genesis That sees into the future, right? Yeah. Yeah Yeah, that's a great one, that's a great pick Yeah,
0: alright our, uh, okay, don't tell mom the babysitters that I spoiled it for you.
1: Go ahead. No, and then we'll go to the next Problem Child is one that I, I even like Problem Child 2. Not so as much as the Child, first one. Problem
0: is Child, that, is that a really a guilty pleasure to people not like that movie? That movie I is, mean,
1: was universally panned, and I think it's near a zero on Rotten, or on Rotten Tomatoes. I still yeah. to love those movies. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, you know, it's just a, a little kid playing pranks throughout the entire movie. Me, Gilbert Gottfried is hilarious in it, too. Yeah, and and it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Yeah, throw the presents into the pool, yeah. Yeah. yes.
0: I love Problem Child. I wanted a slingshot so bad, my mom never got me a slingshot. Yeah, yeah, that was
1: great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, okay, I'll give you Problem Child. What else I got, okay. Uh, For me, um, ooh, I got a couple, but I'll give you uh, Small Soldiers. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I over did, small soldiers. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of small soldiers. You obviously don't like toys. I love toys. I probably <laughs> play with toys more than anybody I know. Okay. No,
0: that's Mike Ballaram. You know.
1: <laughs> you didn't like small soldiers? Just a bunch of I little did, GI Joes out I there. Didn't. I. I don't know. The stop motion wasn't that great. I don't know. I just didn't. It just didn't float my boat. Well, then obviously you don't like toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I will tell y'all out there to go Google Small Soldiers. You should love it.
2: And don't get it mixed up with Toy Soldiers. That's the 1980s Ashton, Sean Ashton movie. Sean Astin, that's a great movie.
1: That's an awesome movie. Yeah, Small Soldiers. That was on HBO a lot too, wasn't <laughs> small it?
2: Small Soldiers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still on.
1: It's no, still not, on not a little not bit. Small soldiers, toy soldiers, was on HBO. Toy soldiers, the time. yes.
2: Yeah. Sean Ashton, <laughs> lewis Gossett Jr. Yeah, toy soldier.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Do
0: we have more? I've got, I've got a rapid fire oh, I've got list. a list. I mean, I've got a list of, of, of really, really low hanging fruit. um Cool, um, I
2: think me and uh, Rex have this one in common uh, sidekicks.
0: Yeah, well, okay, the three of us have sidekicks in common. Matthew Lawrence, <laughs> which is funny because the kid that's in, in in, Cobra Kai now looks like Matthew Lawrence used to look back when he was doing sidekicks with Chuck Norris. Oh.
2: My favorite kid, little yes, kid, he is a like a carbon copy of Jonathan Brandeis.
0: Yes, that's who I meant, Jonathan Brandeis. <laughs> but is, is it Jonathan Brandeis in, in sidekicks? Yeah. Matthew Lawrence, a clone looking kid. Yeah. But my favorite sequence probably in like 90s ninja movies is white jumpsuit ninja suit, Chuck Norris and Jonathan Brandeis holding hands and like lightning kicking in a circle around all the bad guys. (laughs) (laughs) That might be one of the greatest martial arts sequences in movies.
1: Again, doesn't he become like a karate master or a master at karate in like a couple weeks?
0: No, he's like. A terrible asthmatic kid that can't climb a rope.
1: <laughs> I know, but doesn't he enter karate contests at the end? How does that even end? Oh yeah,
0: he gets challenged by yes. the he gets challenged by the local the local bully. bully. Yeah, yeah. Um and then Chuck Norris sits next to him at the karate competition. Yeah, because he
1: couldn't he but, can't but like that's can't a, he not break a, a board?
0: Chuck Norris, you're know, like Chuck Norris is so awesome that He can impart his karate skills to you by osmosis. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) Just being
0: around Chuck Norris makes you a karate master. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, I love me some sidekicks, so there we go. I mean, I don't remember the end of that movie, but I love me some sidekicks.
2: Oh, yeah. um, Yeah, he ends up, like, giving away his autographed copy of, like, Kung Fu Weekly or whatever, and he, Mm -hmm. like, tosses it. And then some kid in a wheelchair picks it up. Is like, whoa!
0: Okay, yeah, that's why Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that movie is awesome. So, uh, if you don't like sidekicks, you're f you. You hate karate. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, we're we're leaving someone pretty important out of the uh, the equation for sidekicks and why it was so uh, fun. Uh, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo. Oh, uh, the, yeah. th- our younger audience won't won't quite remember that name, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's the facial expressions.
0: Express yeah. Uh,
2: oh. When uh, when he's uh, actually fighting Chuck Norris in the tournament. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh uh, yeah, so I mean, but that's the plot of the movie, right? Like Chuck Norris is also there to fight against Joe Piscopo, and Jonathan Brandeis' character is there to fight. What's his
2: face? yeah? It, I mean, if you think about it, uh, Sidekicks is just a, a big, blatant rip off of uh, the Karate Kid. It's Just Karate
1: Kid, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> Except, Except he hallucinates. That's the only difference. Except he's crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: It's, it, it's the it's the blonde kid this time. That's you know getting yeah. Persecuted.
1: Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Billy uh, Zapka. Yeah.
0: So, uh, moving on to, to other like teen athletic coming of age extreme sport movies, uh, at Armband Hilarious, and I will probably agree on this one. You know, everybody loves esports, or not esports, but extreme sports back in the day. You know, Tony Hawk, skateboarding, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. But what about extreme rollerblading? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about airborne?
2: Airborne, the classic 1990s something. Rollerblading like movie. Rollerblading surfer movie. Okay.
1: Uh, There's
0: only surfing in the beginning because Laola es Mia.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, is that the mind. prequel to Johnny Tsunami? It's much campier than Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tall order.
0: Like, <laughs> Johnny Tsunami is Disney camp. This is like regular camp. Yeah. Um,. But but Airborne is is great. And and not only is it great, but we get a young Seth Green and a young Jack Black. Oh, is that Jack Black's
1: first feature? I wouldn't. Mm. They're in Biodome, too. Which one came out first?
2: Well, no, I mean, that was that's a cameo. That's a virtual cameo in Biodome.
0: Jack Black is, is a supporting role in Airborne. Nice. Uh, and he doesn't look like Jack Black. It's before his hair started getting all.
1: Yeah. Do you? Uh, think, and he doesn't quite have his facial expressions yet. Do you think his his representation was like? Listen, you're you're pretty funny, but you know what would make you even funnier if you gained forty pounds and stopped brushing your hair. <laughs> yeah, maybe.
0: Hey, is Mitchell Shane McDermott? Yeah. Holy crap! I don't know why I didn't put that together
2: before. All wait right. no Shane McDermott yeah um I no uh, yes yes he is okay yeah Mitchell Goosen Mitchell mm, Goosen
0: alright go ahead rapid Happy fire Goose, man. rapid fire rapid Rex. fire you want me to should I go rapid fire
1: yeah go so for Water it so or is that just a good really old fashioned great movie I, I think like 99 Nine. but was it really panned by critics really? oh yeah yeah um uh-huh. so you can so Water Boy from Dusk Till Dawn is right on the edge. I think that might okay. kinda of be a cult movie. Um Son in Law. Ugh. We talked about people under the stairs. Did you guys see Puppet Master Three? Did you guys like mm-hmm. those Puppet Master movies? I stopped after Puppet Master One. Three is the best one. Three is the okay. best of the pu- not that the that best of the worst. Not that that's yeah <laughs> uh, uh, makes it a great movie. Um, Last Action Hero does that count? I love, I love Last Action Hero. Okay, and then how about this? Probably the best okay. movie of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Suburban Commando. Ooh!
0: Did you guys cool. see that? Yes. <laughs> So let's talk about Suburban Commando for a minute and uh, how making that movie was kind of on par for everything that Hulk Hogan was doing in the 90s that wasn't wrestling.
1: Well, he he has such a weird career, even in wrestling, but he's he's a fun one to watch because he's an egomaniac and was the biggest thing in the world and just couldn't. I mean, what is it? Trump, what is it? Thunder in Paradise. Thunder in Paradise. It's pretty yeah. campy and not very good either. But if you're a Disney like, nostalgia nut, like that's great to see. Same with like Suburban Commando. Isn't that great of a movie? But what's his name? Um, uh, Doc. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd's is in it. Gives a great performance. But it's just weird. and. But Mr. Nanny came out around that time too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like Ogan
0: taking all these like weird B movie, family sitcom kind of yeah. deals, because um, like, I mean, Thunder and is legit trying to be *Knight Rider* on a boat, mm-hmm. right? They shot at Disney. <laughs> that's the kind of what tied. Shot it in. Of Yes, that yeah. was. Uh, and then Hogan is from Florida, so mm-hmm. it's conveniently close. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they shot *Mr. Nanny* here. Well, me. he was
1: also he was. He was in WCW at the time, and at that point, WCW was filming at MGM Studios, I believe. Right, so so it was all there. Yep.
0: Yeah, Um, and then he was like on Space Ghost Coast to Coast every once in a while. You know, he did his Baywatch cameo. (laughs) What was his
1: best work in Space Ghost Coast to Coast?
0: Uh, Maybe, but I just realized speaking of Three Ninjas. You know, there's three ninjas and three ninjas kick back, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently three ninjas mm-hmm. was a
1: threequel. Oh, yeah. Oh, I um, know.
0: Three three ninjas high noon. Oh, I know. High <laughs> noon make Mega Mount.
1: Not very good. I I Two isn't terrible. I mean, as far as terrible 90s karate movies go. But, yeah. But now that Hogan was in Rocky three, Yes. And it's pretty good as Thunder Lips. And then. One that just missed the cusp of being, yeah, <laughs> the movie that just missed the cusp of being um, in my guilty pleasures. No Holds Barred. You remember that one where Hogan essentially plays himself? Himself? Was, yeah, that was a yeah. wrestling movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yet yeah, still is terrible in it, but I, I love yeah. No Holds Barred. That's it. That has to be late eighties. I know it's not in the nineties when I looked her up.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Okay, what do I got? I got Judge Bred, Sylvester Stallone cut. Wait, which uh, one? Judge Dredd.
2: Oh, you like that? Yeah, that one was pain.
0: I do like that. uh You know, I had a friend once. I judged him.
1: Yeah, and now I'm I starting to, to question your taste in films. <laughs> I don't like it as a Judge Dredd film. I just like it as a Stallone
2: <laughs> I had a friend once.
1: I judged him. Yeah. Uh,
2: I just, <laughs> Rob Schneider is so bad in that. Now you're giving
1: me terrible flashbacks. Rob Schneider, that is one of the worst performances ever, even as Rob Schneider. But yeah, so Wild, Wild West, you said? Wild West, I That's like some,
0: some Will Smith and, and Kevin Klein. Good production um, value. Street,
1: Street Fighter, the first
0: Street Fighter movie, which is still. Exactly. You guys got paid? <laughs> Raul Julia is <laughs> worth the price of admission. Raul Julia is worth every penny of the budget of that entire film. Yeah. You're right. It's like, oh, I'm dying. What do I want to go out as an opus before death? I don't know. Street Fighter sounds like a good idea. Well,
1: what's that line? Like, today, this is the worst day of your life. For me, it's a two to me, it was Tuesday. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so monologuing good. to Chun Li. Yeah. Uh,
2: against Chun Li.
1: Yeah. So, oh, man. Street
2: Fighter. Uh, so good.
1: Four, I'm
0: going to get in my boat. I'm going to go down to Chadelu. I'm going to kick M. Bison's ass. Ah, Jean-Claude Van Damme playing an all-American soldier. The king of Again. camp. Yeah. You know, uh,
2: yes. M. Bison's going to kill another thousand people. But, but you can all. We can all go home. home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can I I go. You know,
0: from, from and you know everybody hated Street Fighter. They changed the source material. They they changed. <laughs> oh yeah. They changed stuff mid filming But uh, yeah, Street Fighter. At Arms and You got any more?
2: Um, I think I got. Let's see here. There was. Oh, this one. Also, you see, um, it, it made the rounds quite often on HBO. Somebody's going to revoke 90s. your childhood
0: HBO privileges.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, if they only knew I pirated them. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, but if looks could kill
0: yep definitely didn't see that
1: oh is that the one um, that's where the high a, schooler right is that am I thinking of the same movie yeah the high schooler yes, gets it's with, uh, Richard mistaken Joe. identity right that's <laughs> and he's like it's like a high schooler that has a mistaken identity and has to be like James Bond is that what it is yes yeah, yeah that's a good one
0: that's like thirty year old Richard Grieco trying to pretend to be in high school. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like he's shaving as he's going on set. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. <I
2: skipped. laughs> Don't skip that. That's a dope ass movie. You you pay my Richard Grieco some respect right quick. Yeah. Where's
0: Richard Grieco now? <laughs> probably working at a movie theater. He's doing doing Michael Jackson impersonations. Probably that's what he's doing. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, all right. So uh, if you guys have ideas on well, your favorite terrible, oh, go ahead. No,
1: can I give a little bit? It's kind of late in the yeah. game, but can I give a public service announcement? Don't be Richard Grieco. Don't be Richard Grieco. And that's it. No, when we're talking, yes, guilty pleasure movies is a genre, but there's no reason for you at a party to tell somebody this movie's my guilty pleasure. If you like the movie, you like the movie just because, you know, it wasn't enjoyed by the critics. Doesn't mean that it's a bad movie. If you like it, it's a good movie. We don't need you to be the Sir Walter Raleigh of filmmaking and tell us, you know, that you have such fucking distinguished taste that this is. Uh, uh, Unless you like the Jerky Boys. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah I, I, then, then it's more of an intervention, and you need to get yeah. some help. Then it's you reaching out <laughs> to friends and family members, saying, "I help." Help me! This is a cry for help. But no, you know, like if you like the movie, I'm like the Jerky movie. Boys and Freddy Got Food. Yes, <laughs> yeah, those are, that's a cry for help. But yeah, a guilty pleasure movie. You like the movie? <laughs> it's okay to like movies that are not enjoyed by critics.
0: Yes, yes. In fact, we encourage you to watch more movies. That matter. How good they are. Mm-hmm. Just not the Jerky Boys movie.
2: Regardless of <laughs> critical acclaim. Yes. Yeah, or yep. Freddie Got Fingered.